the comic book pit. Okay. It's always been some combination of the four of us, but it's never been all four of us. Yeah. So. And this is an unlikely uh, combo here, because I don't usually get to talk to Sean. Like they keep us, they keep us far apart from each other. Well, with good reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like putting putting someone in Gen Pop. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have knife fights. You know, <laughs> drug deals. Well, you, you took my ego. <laughs> yeah. Lego, my did ego. You, did you just put that that Pepsi can on my Batman comic? That's right. What did you do? Snitches get stitches, sucker. <laughs> um. So, I'm Dan, and joining me is the Duke. The Duke, aka Scott, aka Scott, and if you see me at shows. Can see. I don't know. I'll answer to either one. <laughs> I thought you were saying. I thought you were trying to say like you know like I'm invisible. If you can see me at shows, if you, if you call out for Duke, I'll probably answer. But yep. hey, anyway. And then uh, <laughs> rounding out the trio tonight is the noob, Sean Atkins. <laughs> the, the noob. noob. <laughs> fresh fish. Them. Fresh fish. Fresh. This is like Shawshank. <laughs> hey, I've been on here a couple of times. No, I know. <laughs> no, like, not just know. with Jared. No, yeah, that's true. No, you're 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 a seasoned. You're, He's like, you're a seasoned I know bat. my I know my way around the yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, get, me and Red are pretty close, man. Get busy reading <laughs> or get busy dying. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> So, okay, well, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, and, and unfortunately, Jared's not here for this first one because it's big. It's big for us. It's a, it's a, it's. Oh yeah, it's great news. It is. It's it's very exciting. So, as you hopefully know by now, uh, Wizard World is coming to Pittsburgh uh, next month, September 11th through the 13th, and. Well, on, on a couple of different fronts, we we collectively and certain individuals have been invited to be a part of the show. Now, yeah, um, Comic Book Pit, as as the podcast, as the show, the entity, the entity known as the the podcast formerly known as Comic Book Pit, um, <laughs> is going to be part of the programming. At Wizard World, we're going to be running a panel called Pittsburgh's Independent Comic Scene. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have a ton of details. I mean, 
we we came up with the programming, but we don't know. We haven't been informed of the day or the time of the program yet. Um, so so what we're saying is you need to be there every day of Wizard World. Exactly. To to catch a glimpse of the comic book pit. <laughs> and yes. we even on Thursday or Monday, <laughs> the Monday after. Yeah, just you get there around. a day early. Yeah, and show and leave a day late. You just never know. <laughs> we might have an impromptu panel discussion in the parking lot. Who knows? <laughs> we might go to Permanis and you know just you take know. over a couple of tables and <laughs> like, all right, let's talk comics. Um, and you know we're we're still hammering out the details, but you know we may um, you know we we may try and have a couple of guests on the panel as well. Like aside from just us, um, you know we might have some um, some other local talent. See if we can get them up, you know, up on the stage with us. But like I said, that's that's the big news for the show. We're yeah. super excited to be be part of this inaugural Wizard World Pittsburgh show. And uh, you know, big thanks to a um, friend of the show, DJ Kaufman, who helped put all this together. DJ. Uh is the Reed Richards of this. Now, like I said before, mm-hmm. um, the, he, he built the life raft and brought us over from the Pittsburgh Comic Con to the Wizard World, Pittsburgh. <laughs> if you read Marvel sure. Comics, you'll know what I'm saying. But, and we'll even, we'll, we'll even get into that later, probably. <laughs> yeah, we could, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the summer for that. You know, it's the summer to shake things up, I guess. You know, and mm-hmm. change the status quo. And you know, Wizard World Pittsburgh is going to certainly do that. So, um, you know, it's going to be exciting. Um, uh, Sean, actually, Sean and I are both going to have tables, I think, as well. Right, Sean? No, they booted me out. You're out. Yeah, they're like, nope, <laughs> done. <laughs> I'm like, but no, but, I just have a table there. You do. Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, in one in one shape or form or another, you're gonna you're gonna see comic book pit there is what what we're saying, which is gonna be awesome. So, and um, if there's a it's if there's a Pittsburgh Pirates game, you might see uh, you might see Jared as well. Yeah, <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about, but he's not here tonight. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, but no, that but that's you know that's the other thing. Like, you know, with uh, Duke and Sean, you know, um, just attending as you know as, as artists. I mean, I, I think it's going to be fun to see like what kind of uh, you know what kind of exposure you, know, you get with this. Yeah, it's yeah. different. You first. Okay, I, no, it's going to be different. I think the biggest difference to, that I'm seeing so far is that, um, and I hate to say this, <laughs> I don't know how to say this nicely. If there is, or I'm just going to say this. Just say it terribly then. Basically, well, at Pittsburgh Comic Con, there were tons and tons and tons of tables. You know, like, like I, I did, I think I did a head count and there was about 200 different, you know, vendors and, uh, you know, artists and stuff like that. I think Wizard World has probably half of that, mm-hmm. but I I feel like it's it's a good swath of quality. 
So, I don't know. See, that's why I, I, I sound mean by saying that if you're not there, you're... I don't mean that. No, it just I... Means it's the way it worked out. I think it's just it's just going to be, a, you know, and, and we've, we've talked about this on and off the show. It's just... Wizard World is just a completely different animal. And it's... It's probably going to be unlike any show that we've had here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I mean, my my feeling is is that um, they call it they call it a pop culture, you know, which is what a lot of the shows go by now. And I think that's probably a better definition for it than a comic book show. Yeah. Um, but there will be plenty of comic books, you know, comic book creators as well. But I think that you know because of the the level of media guests that come you know from all the comic book related TV shows. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't know. They're 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 different in that respect. Um, they bring they bring the show to Pittsburgh in a lot of in a lot of ways. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Background noise. <laughs> Sorry. I think <laughs> I I was trying to get more comfortable and I put the pillow on my lap so I can rest the the phone on. <laughs> You're not allowed to be comfortable. Yeah, this is this is serious business here. No, no comfort. This is a comic. This is a comic podcast. Damn it! That's no. it. Thirty days in the hole. <laughs> damn it! Again. So, yeah. Think about that in solitary. Oh. The cool, I'll just say this. The coolest part, though, about Wizard World is that it's going to be in downtown Pittsburgh, which is something, like, as, as a comic book seller and creator and stuff, mm-hmm. is super cool because I can say I will be there and I'll be in downtown Pittsburgh selling, you know, like, doing it. Right. So I think that's awesome just in itself. Because, well, you know, like, I mean, yeah, Monroeville's a good venue for sure, but... It's like saying, like, well, you know, it's beside Pittsburgh. You know, it's like not, you know. Yeah, that's that, to me. That's that's what I'm I'm most excited about is that, you know, we're finally able to show off our beautiful city to yeah. you know the comic book you know public like the like the the outside world that maybe you know every any time they've ever come to a show it's always been in Monroeville. Yeah, it's like no, we've got an awesome city, and I mean the, it's going to be at the convention center, which is on the river, and right across the river is PNC Park and the North Shore. Oh and, yeah, yeah. I mean it's just it's, it's going like, to be awesome. It's like, check out that view. Yeah, man, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely glad that you know we're having a Pittsburgh convention in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just for that fact, I'm I'm excited to you know, so show off show off our city a little bit. Yeah, I mean this is like this is the this is the show that you really want to like bring your A game to as far as you know trying to make a name for yourself. I mean, because you, there's probably going to be people coming to this show because it's got all the the pop culture. This and the celebrities and Rob, you know Rob Leefield. I mean, it's like William Shatner. I mean, we, it's like yeah. that's something for everyone at this show. Um, I'm bummed that Nathan Fillion's not coming, but yeah, whatever. We're, there's still you know other we people got, to we'll, see. 
we'll pick up an Ernie Hudson, you know, <laughs> and, a, and a James Marsters, you know. Um, and Dean Kane, come on now. Ah, Dean Kane's going to be there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, Dean Kane's getting second a second life. He's going to be on the new Supergirl show. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the 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 te- you know the little Easter egg for the people is Helen Slater and Dean Kane are Supergirl's you know step parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I think this is you know, I'm I'm really hopeful that this will be a you know a successful first show and that they'll come back and it'll you know, and more people will will come to it. I mean, I and I know it's tough. It's a tough sell for like pure comic fans because it's not a comic show, but. That's just the way of the world. That's just, you know, the, the shows are changing. I mean, the probably the, the number of, like, pure comic book shows now, you could, you could, like, big ones, you could count on one hand. You know, it's it's becoming less. Honestly, I, I get the emails for Baltimore Comic-Con, mm-hmm. and they've actually invited some media guests this year, which I think may be the first time they've officially done it. You know, they may have had, uh, like, one or two here and there, but, like, this year they're having uh, Edward James Olmos as one of their... Oh, uh, so, yeah, now they've... So they've stepped out to that. Right, they've they've turned the corner t- to more pop culture, where shows like Heroes Con and uh, Emerald City, um, you know, those are still, yeah, like, purely comic shows. Yeah, Baltimore, I mean, has been so... Uh, you know, sticking to their guns, you know. So this was probably a hard decision for them, but they finally... But, I mean, their their show's bursting at the seams already, and they mm-hmm. probably figured, you know, we might as well just blow the top right off the building. Yeah. You know, at this point, and have media guests. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They've, they've, they've more than made a successful comic book show. You know, but that's that's them. That's Baltimore. We got Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then, you know, like I said, now getting back, you know, just cause I want to, you know, dog on Jared a little bit, you know, but you know, we could be at the pirates game, you know, but, um, well, yeah. now, but, Duke, you were at the Pirates game last night. What? Weren't you? No, what? What are you talking about? I would never go to a, a, a what's pirates? What's, no, what's um, nice. <laughs> I, w- I went to a sports ball game last night. <laughs> yeah. Both teams played exceptionally well. I don't yeah. know who won. Yeah, go local sports franchise. <laughs> um, no, uh, it was it's cool. It seems like Major League Baseball all, all across the country has been doing Star Wars nights, and you know Pittsburgh had theirs last night, and I went to the game because I'm a Star Wars nerd, and uh, you know somewhat knowledgeable of baseball, but only enough to you know. Who's on first? You know what's on second? You know, third base. But um, uh, Star Wars night was fun. You know, it was the first time they ever did it, and they had uh, like the 501st is you know was well represented. They they were all there in their costumes, taking pictures with everyone. Uh, they had a costume contest out on the street, and mm-hmm. this kid. I mean, he made it on the front page of. The Post Gazette today, I think, but he made him and his dad or whatever put this costume together. He's Hansel and Carbonite. 
I saw that. It's it was the best thing I I've seen in costuming in a long time because I the kid looked like he was like nine and mm-hmm. but when he took a picture he looked like he was frozen, which was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> And his hands were painted like silver, and he had them poking out through the yeah card. You know, the way that it was made was so simply made; it was genius. And um, you know, so that right there, I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" And so then we, you know, throughout the game, though, they did like stuff on the video, you know, up on the big monitor, and um, they do the pierogi race in Pittsburgh. And, you know, it's basically just the pierogi mascots running around the track. Well, they all had lightsabers, and the stormtroopers were waiting for them at the finish line. Oh, that's and, funny. Yeah, it was cool. You know, it was little <laughs> touches like that. I mean, it was a good time. So, you know, the, the fact that they could actually marry, uh, you know, baseball to Star Wars was <laughs> something to see. <laughs> well, it was funny. My, my, my girlfriend made a joke last night that, I mean, it was based the truth though she said i feel like everyone we know is at the at the pirates game yeah and it was true like so i mean well I mean, plus aside from star wars night it was like boy scout and cub scout night or something oh, there was yeah. like even more people down there and um, yeah it was just like so many people went down for star wars night it was amazing and i i, I got to see so many pictures and I was torn because I, I, I forgot about it, and I, you know, I couldn't go anyways. But I would have liked yeah. to have gone. But then, you know, I was um, outside last night, and I'm like, oh, it's so humid. Uh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm glad I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> we were I melting. Would, I would have been miserable. Yeah, it was, it was rough. I mean, we were just counting the minutes for the sun to go down, and then even then, there wasn't much wind, so. Yeah, it was really humid last night. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't even know about that uh, until I saw your pictures, Scott, on no, Facebook. Really? <laughs> and I was like, what? Star Wars night at Ian's feet? What? So, yeah, people are into Star Wars nowadays. I, you know, I heard it caught on, you know. Like maybe. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm thinking Star Trek is the way to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah, nobody cares about this Star Wars fad. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars isn't gonna last. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it it is funny though how I mean how everyone is like just just totally enthralled with Star Wars now. I mean, every, you know, with I, I I can't even imagine what it's gonna be like when the movie comes out. Oh, it's it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be insane. Yeah. yeah. I mean the the stuff that's going on like the toy the toy lines that are being released they're already spoiling that um, you know there's WalMarts that are already putting products out that they're not legally supposed to do yet mm. and oh, so wow. there's there's just news every day of people like hey I saw this I saw this you know and it's like wow like when December hits they're you know is it going to be what are they going they're going to talk about the next movie coming out after it I guess right but. I'm I'm actually I'm I'm taking you know like serious steps to not I just don't want to see anything I don't want to look at anything you know aside from like maybe the occasional like official trailer or teaser you know what I mean like I'll watch that stuff yeah but I'm I'm staying away from all websites clickbait oh um, yeah you know I, it's it's like I I want to go into this movie not knowing anything and be like completely 
just amazed and yeah. knocked on my butt. You know, I, I want to, I think I want to like try and recreate that feeling I had when I was a kid. So. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, part of it, I, I'm, I'm torn on that because I like, I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, I want to know about that. You know, like, and then I start piecing things together and I'm sitting here trying to figure out the plot now, you know, instead of waiting for the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, it's part of the fun. I think I, I kind of like, I'll, I'll enjoy the nuggets that I can find out now. Right. And then, you know, when the movie comes out, I'm sure I'll enjoy every, all, you know, filling in the blanks of everything from this summer, you know, that I've been trying to figure out. So, because some of the the main characters that they've introduced us to don't even have last names yet, and they said that's by design. Mm. They said there's a reason. Okay. So, it's, so it's, then you're like, well, who are they related to? Yeah. You know? So, but they're not giving that up yet. They're not telling. So, do you, you think there's going to be any uh, any uh, descendants of Lando Calrissian? There should be. I mean, the obvious, you know, they got um, Finn. Yeah, that they introduced in the first trail teaser trailer. Uh, he doesn't have a last name. He could be Finn Calrissian. That's racist. Yeah. Well, well it, it, I mean, he is black, but they're both black. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Actually, you know, more interestingly, um, it, you, you know, know it, the, it makes sense because there's. I think there's only been one ever black character in the entire history of Star Wars, so that's probably. Him. Well, there's also Mace Windu. Oh yeah. So he could be a descendant of Win. He could be, you know, Finn Windu. You know, you could try it on. Oh, that's it'd be Findu. Findu. (laughs) But you could, you know, you can try him on with different characters. You know, I think they've they've done a good job of that. And uh, um, they just introduced. If you're reading the Star Wars books, um, Han Solo just, you know, we just found out he has a wife. That you know, before he met Princess Leia, he had a wife, and uh, she is you know, a woman of color. So, you know, that could be that, and that's canon. So that uh, could, yeah, there's, that there's could also be, there's a lot of possibilities out there. And Han Solo could be his father. So there's, there's three options right there. Could yeah. be Luke Skywalker's. Yeah, Maybe, absolutely. Uh, you know, you, you don't know who he's I met. Guess. He's, he's had 30 years to, uh, travel the galaxy, <laughs> you know, meet some ladies, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raise some kids. But, uh, now, nah, you know, who knows? But, you know, I mean, speaking of Lando, since we gotta, we gotta talk about comic books here, um, the new Lando comic is the bomb diggity. Yeah. Like, it's, it's honest, it, this is like the new fun book for me to read. Um, I, I, yeah, I know, and I, I'm 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 bummed that it's it's only going to be a limited series. It's only five issues. Um, Charles Soule. Soul. Soul. Oh, I always say Soule. I don't know. Charles Soul, who wrote the Death of Wolverine, you know, and other great things. You know, he's he's the guy penning this. He's uh, Lando backstory. He's very prolific. He's written a ton yeah. of stuff. Yeah, he's awesome for DC and Marvel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Lando, and then Alex Maleev on art, 
and I think he does a great job with them too. Um, but oh my God, Lando just starts out so good. He (laughs) he, uh, they you know they he finds him in the you you start reading him right in the middle of a scheme, and he basically confesses to this girl, "I am going to rob you," and. She's like a high-powered, no-nonsense woman, and she's like, you know, well, let's hear it, you know. And so he tells her, like, this is how I was going to steal from you, but I also care about you, so I don't want to do it. Well, I think she was like an imperial admiral or something. Like, she she was part of the Empire. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what it is. She's like, well, she's like, well, obviously now you're going to... You know, you've revealed yourself, and I'm going to, I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> and then she's kind of like, yeah, but I kind of like you too. So, right. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's like all you can think is like you think about Lando in Empire when he's like, you old softy, you know. <laughs> and you think like Lando knows because he's so smooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he keeps it classy. He does. So. <laughs> So what's funny, though, is the book then comes into um, his partnership with Lobot, which is great, because in, you know, in Empire Strikes Back, we get no Lobot, like, you know, conversation. Mm-hmm. And Lobot is this awesome, you know, Foggy Nelson kind of character to Daredevil. Um, yeah, he's kind of like the, he's like the voice of reason, and he's, he's like the beleaguered, you know... Set like right hand man. He's he's like uh, you know Arthur, you know to the tick. Right. <laughs> Who's he? Was he the quiet guy that was always hanging around Lando? Yeah, Lobot. Yeah. He has he's a ball guy. He has he's got like the like the implants on his head. Oh, that guy. Yeah. And it, and I don't think he actually he doesn't have any lines in the movie. No, he doesn't. But he talks in in this. Yeah, quite a bit. Which is interesting because it's like, wow, we, you know, now we we actually have some personality to put with this character for the first yeah. time ever, and um, it's it, it's pretty great. Like, I, if I, I read the first and second issue, the first ones, you know, it's been a few weeks since I picked I it up, but but um, it was it, it was very much like like. Putting a putting a team together for a heist. It was like like yeah. Oce, like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it was like Lando's Eleven or something. You know, it was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. It was like just this really fun like heist. Like just, story. Uh, should we we could spoil the first issue since it's been out for a month now. Yeah. Uh, just kind of talk about why this was so cool. Um, but they have to steal they have to steal a ship, and they're like, oh yeah, and. The guy that wants the ship wants, what does he want? The cargo, right? He say, um, the the um, reward for Lando is the ship itself. The ship He's it. like, yeah, I want whatever's on the ship, but you can keep the ship. And it's it's apparently like some badass ship, like this, yeah, like a like a like a sleek. It's like the equivalent of like a sports car or something. So like they. They get this thing right out from under the Empire, and they're just like, that's awesome. And they're like, oh, my God, this was, like, such a great heist. But then they cut away, and you find out it's it's actually Emperor Palpatine's ship. Like, 
It's his own personal <laughs> ship. They just jacked the Emperor, man. Yeah, they jacked That's him. That's awesome. <laughs> they, they, just, they just GTA'd him. Yeah. Which I love it. I'm like, wait, what? I was like... That's because I only got to read issue one. But, uh... I have issue two in the queue to read, so... But, uh... From there... It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and, and what's nice is, I mean, the, the, the story is a lot of fun, and the art is really good, because it, it's, you know, in the past, I think Alex Maleev was, you know, at least one of my criticisms was in the past, you know, he was very photo referency And, you know, with a, with a, pro, you know, with a, um, a property like Star Wars, you know, it would be easy to, to fall into that, to like just, oh, yeah. to just draw yeah. Billy D. Williams. You know, like straight from like a screenshot of a movie or something. Right. But he manages to to make Lando like to make it look like Billy D. Williams, but not like you know exactly like Billy D. Williams. I mean, it, it, but you can tell it's Lando Calrissian. Oh yeah. And it's it's just really good. He kind of grabs in in some of the panels, like maybe the smaller ones, where he he just goes for a more simple um, animated look to the character. Um, it seems more like that old Marvel style, um, where they they got more of an idealized vision of the character instead of just trying to put yeah, like you said, just trying to be the actor mm-hmm. that played him in the movie. They're just like, well, this is more you know uh, the sense that I have about this character. You know, some right. like what happens you know in in comics that we love so much is that. You know, sometimes they capture they capture the essence of the character without capturing the likeness. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I'm flipping through issue two, and uh, I, something I never I, I didn't really pay much attention to the first time I read it, but flipping through now, the the colors in this book are really good. Yeah, it's, um, Paul Mounts. Oh yeah, Paul Mounts. And the these. Uh, you know the, the the colors in this issue, especially there's a there's a, a scene that they cut away to, um, where we meet uh, a bounty hunter, and he's no one we've ever seen before, at least that I know of, in you know mm-hmm. from it's from the movies or, um, you know I, I'm assuming he's a new character, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Chanith Cha. Okay. I don't know if that sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. Ch- Chanith Cha. And um, yeah, and he he gets the call from uh, Emperor Palpatine, so it looks like you know there's going to be another another uh, fly in the ointment <laughs> for for, for nice. Lando, Lando and Lobot. But um, <laughs> so so yeah, this is this is really shaping up to be a fun a fun series, and hopefully if it does well enough, maybe they'll they'll do another one or do an ongoing or I mean I would I'll I'll read Lando like. Every like month in and month out, if it, if it keeps up like this, yeah. So, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and it's um, uh, it 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 does. It kind of takes me back to that that eighties that eighties feel of comic books too. You know, like the Mar- like the uh, thing and Black Bolt team up, kind of. You know, like that fun, mm-hmm. like oh man, anything could happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
So they did. They and they, you know, I think Marvel, you know, obviously they're like Star Wars is huge property, so they they put their top their top talent on it too, and it shows. Top men. Top men. Who? Top men. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, moving right along from men to uh, from top men to top women, I picked up um, the first issue of DC Comics Bombshells. Oh yeah, and this is this was based on. It's funny how this came about. It was originally the DC bombshells were they started out as variant cover art, you know, all these like pinup, these good girl pinup versions of female DC characters. Yeah, and um, you know, it was met with a, a lot of praise, and people really liked it. And it, you know, then they started putting these images on. The Aunt, Lu- Aunt Lucia, right? Is that how you say his name? Who? Aunt Lu- Lucia. Isn't it? You mean that airplane? Oh, oh, oh the, the, the artist's name. <laughs> the artist. Yeah. That's the guy that um, did all the covers originally. I right, think. and he did the cover to this Bombshells, which is, it looks just like, I mean, it's just beautiful. It's just, yeah. you know, really nice, um, vibrant art. Um, this is... So, so what they did was they decided, well, this needs to be a comic, because why not? And yeah. um, so this is kind of like an alternate DCU. Um, it's takes place uh, during World War II, and all the, you know, similar to when all the men went off to war and the women were working in the like the factories and you know keeping the you know keeping the home fires burning. Yeah. Um, the women here have to be the the superheroes so and i think this was this is uh originally a an online first type of um comic where it's you know they do um installments at 99 cents i guess and then they collect everything um so this is uh so yeah so this is the first oh so it's a digital gone to print right oh okay um, and it's a uh, and it's a female creative team. It's uh, Marguerite Bennett writing and uh, nice. Marguerite Savage as the artist. And um, it's it's really good. Like the the art is really nice. It's really um, it's just perfect for this book. And it's not it's not like overly cheesecakey, but it's just like the the right amount of of, uh, you know, gorgeous women, but it's not, you know, it doesn't, it's not, um, it doesn't go overboard, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're, we're introduced to the, uh, to, uh, Batwoman, Wonder Woman, and Supergirl, although they've, uh, not taken, taken upon themselves any of those, those you know those uh, names yet? Um, it's just introducing all three of them, and they're all separate. Um, you know, three separate stories. Yeah. And um, yeah, this was this was fun. I would say. I mean, I would say there's a there's a there's a few like storytelling issues. Um, you know that I, uh, but it wasn't enough to make me like say, oh, this sucks. Uh, like I said, there were there were a few moments in some of the stories where I was like, wait a second, what exactly is happening? Um, 
there, you know, some things weren't exactly clear between the. Like, there, it felt like there was just a couple of times where the the, the storytelling, like the writing and the art, didn't really mesh. Okay. Yeah. But um, oh, and then. <laughs> The, uh, the the third story, the, the superhero story, is is very confusing because <laughs> um, you meet uh, uh, what's her name? It's not Kara. It's uh, what well, is Kara? But she has a she's Russian like, basically. Oh, okay. She the Supergirl is 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 a Russian character, and she's um, she's a, a pilot. There's a uh, group of and, and and this was a real thing. In the war they were they were called the uh, night witches. They were um, female Russian pilots who who were part of the war effort. And so she, you know, she's a pilot and she's um, walking with her best friend to go train to be you know uh, be one of these night witches. And both she and her best friend have long blonde hair. Oh, okay. So I don't know. It's like you you lose track very easily yeah. like, who's supposed to be who and I, I i see that they're trying to do like different hairstyles for each of them but it's like hey you're both wearing military uniforms and yeah. you both have long blonde hair right like could you <laughs> could you not have given one of them like could made one of them brunette or something <laughs> just to make it a little easier on us um but again that's you know that's just kind of a, a nitpicky thing but um yeah, this was fun. I, I, um, I was curious about it. I saw it. I saw the cover for it, mm-hmm. and I didn't. But it was in a bag, and I didn't want to oh. open it and like flip through it. Like so, you know, like a small critique for uh, a comic shop I visited in Erie. But uh, <laughs> but I was like, why do you why do you bag all your stuff? It was a. Oh, he—they bagged everything, not just—they bagged everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I didn't. Wow. I didn't get to flip through it, and then therefore I didn't buy it. Oh, that kind of so, sucks. And then I—I I forgot to check it. My. Yeah. You know my LCB, or whatever they, we call that. Um, LCBs. My, my, I guess my only other problem with it is that it's 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 a three ninety nine book. Oh, okay. And yeah. I don't know that I would that I would read this every month at three ninety nine. Um. So we'll see if I, you know, I, I might keep an eye out for it for like, you know, in like discount bins or something. But um, yeah, I can't see dropping, you know, four bones on this book month after yeah. month. I mean, it was like I said, it was fun, but there, you know, w- when you weigh that versus other things that you, you know, you buy, it's kind of like, yeah, this isn't something that's going to be top of the list. So yeah, cool. Right. So. uh Shall we pull Sean out of the background here? Yeah, Sean. Sean, are you still there? Yeah, I actually just been hiding now because I've just been tired. He's tired. (laughs) I'm tired. Dad duties. Dad duties and work was tough. (laughs) Well, vacation was tough. (laughs) In in your spare time, you get to read something, right? You get to read comic book stuff. I do try to read some comics. At least this week I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, this week I read Velvet, I guess number two. That's what's called. Chapter two. By Drew Baker and Epting. 
Mm-hmm. And it picks up where the first one left off. I know that's a lot of detail, but <laughs> <laughs> basically, Velvet Velvet Templeton is she's kind of like Money Penny in the in the Bond universe, but it just so happens that this Money Penny is actually a lot more deeper. Like she just is not that behind the desk cracking wise. Velvet is actually a lot more. And in the second issue, you get to find out a lot more what she did. Mm-hmm. As well as the last issue ended with her jumping out of a window with her um, super spy suit. So now we get to see how she survived, which was actually pretty cool. It was, um oh, I forget what they call it. Like the suit came with these like wings that just kind of popped out. Kind of oh, like nice. in Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah. But not as dramatic or red, but just much. And she flew it, and the cool thing was she didn't really know how to use the suit to its full capacity. She hasn't had any practice. She just kind of threw it on, and so she crashed into a window. Well, I mean, she survived, but you know, it was kind of funny hearing the dialogue in her head, like huh? how she didn't have too much time to to know how to use the suit. <laughs> But in this issue, you get to find out more, uh, like she actually was on a bunch of missions in the 50s. And, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> and, um, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> I lost my train of thought, guys. His train is derailed. <laughs> hold, hold on, guys. Hold on. I, I, I don't uh-huh. need to break up this podcast. That's okay. Say, he's got some some hey, ass- assistance. Hey. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm podcasting. I give him gas. <laughs> give him some gas. Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right, kiddo. Good night. <laughs> Love you and sweet dreams. Oh. No, you can't sleep in the bed. Maybe we should put that on at the end of the uh, podcast. <laughs> Dan, we could have, yes. have Sean saying love you and sweet dreams to everybody. On every episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love you and sweet dreams. And sweet dreams. Love you and sweet dreams. Good night, Daddy. Good night. Love you. Love you and sweet dreams. Love you, Love you. Good night. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and there's your daily okay. dose of aww. aww. <laughs> hey, it's good to be dad. <laughs> you know what's really cool about being dad is when you start hearing your kid sing the Spider-Man theme song from the sixties. Huh. Was great. <laughs> that, that, that you know, you know you're you know you're doing dad right. Dad things. <laughs> hey, she likes the Spider-Man. I'm telling you. Anyways, um, Velvet Number Two, back on track. Uh, so I left off with you find out more. Like she had missions in uh, Belize and uh, Italy and all sorts of places, and you know she's just one tough cookie, and. 
basically, after you find out a little bit about that, it's a whole giant fight, or not a fight scene, a whole giant chase scene uh, with Sergeant Roberts following or going after Velvet as, you know, after she leaps out of the window and so on and so forth. And she's trying to get out of, I think she's trying to get out of England, I guess, to kind of figure out what happened, who killed X-14, which is uh, that universe is James Bond. Ah, uh, okay. So, all in all, I... Double. So it's like it's like Money Penny trying to who who was a previously a, a badass agent of of her own right coming back into service to uh, try and solve the the mystery of Bond's death. You got it. Nice. And so far, it's been pretty good. It, I've I've been liking this book so far. So I'll be definitely reading the third one. Excellent. Yeah. How many issues is it? I think it's five. It's, it's still ongoing. Oh. Mm. Yeah, it's I because I I read I think well into like what would be I guess the second trade, and I I fell mm. behind on it. But it's it's an amazing, it's an amazing book. It's like, you know, like the, the that it's really got that seventies vibe, like that seventies feel, or some sort like sixties seventies feel, like the, in the writing and the art. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I mean, I I loved Steve Epting when he was doing Captain America with Brubaker, but I think I love this book even more than that. Because it's just, it's like, this is, a, this is like a book that they were made to do together. Not See, yet. I'm kind of new to Epting. I, I didn't really follow his Captain America stuff. I mean, I saw screen caps, or not screen caps, uh, pics online, and, you know, I thought it was pretty cool, but I... I'm kind of digging it. I'm I'm getting used to it because I think in the first the f- first review I did of the of the first book I wasn't too keen on him. Like I don't know. I I know he was like a really great artist. Like he's really good at what he does. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe this one he might have won me over. I think he might have won me over because there's a couple panel layouts I really enjoyed that he he did. I was like, oh, that's really clever. So. Mm-hmm. I think if I would have one one thing to say about it from the art standpoint, and I don't know if I'm, it's been a while since I've read those early issues, but I feel like there were two, maybe three different male characters that all kind of looked alike. Yeah, and it's kind of hard. Sometimes it's kind of hard to differentiate them. Um, but other than that, I mean, I agree. There, there's there been a couple guys in there, and I'm just like, is that the same person as Tag? Like, they're not in the same scene, but they'll follow each other, like, after a page. It'll be, like, cut into another scene, and mm-hmm. it'll be, like, that character. And I'm like, didn't we just see that person? <laughs> yeah, I, I totally see what you're talking about, though. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Duke, you want to tag team this... Uh, Batman number 43. Let's do it. It's a blooming good book. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, that, was that, was good book. that was terrible. That was bad. Is it about Poison Ivy? Did you just Mr. make a bad book? No. no, it's it's a, it's actually a new villain called Mr. Bloom. Yeah, and he is... Bloom. He, he's kind of freaky. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, he's really weird. And, yeah, he does remind me of Poison Ivy in a way. But, uh... Because he's, you know, he's got the whole plant thing going for him. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the name, you know, but... Right. Uh, well, um, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you, I guess you find, well, you know, this is kind of a picking up from the issue before that, um... There's a there's a new drug that this Mr. Bloom is is producing and distributing, and it it gives um it gives the the people that take it it gives them like super abilities, but it also it, it kills them horribly, I guess. And so you got Jim Gordon as the new Batman trying to you know trying to figure it out, and he he finds Bruce Wayne. <laughs> So yeah, so we've got uh, Jim Gordon so, yeah. as you know he's and, and then yeah he he finds Bruce Wayne. Now it's been a while since I've I've you know I've, I've just started picking this up again after oh like after a prolonged absence. Like I started with issue forty and I've been reading. Yeah, the um... does Gordon know that Bruce Wayne was Batman or is this just kind of like a, a like a wink and a nod between the characters? I honestly am not sure. I think that he knows, but now it's like he doesn't want to tell Bruce that he was Batman because Bruce doesn't know that. Well, but I but I don't think Gordon knows that Bruce doesn't know. I think he's just trying to be subtle. Maybe because because yeah, cause we find out a couple pages later why why Bruce is not Batman. And it's it's really interesting. I thought I thought it was yeah. really. What's funny is, is Mr. Bloom is almost like even though he's on the cover and he's like super creepy. It's not even the meat of this issue. The real meat is actually finding out what happened to Bruce mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne since the showdown with the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> and I never thought I would I, I would be saying this, but what a what a great. Uh... What a what a couple of great scenes between Alfred and Superman. Oh yeah, I know. Oh my god. Because now because you forget that they're in a in a bigger universe and then it's like, "Oh my god, Clark Kent quote unquote is is questioning like, well, "Hey, what what happened to Bruce Wayne and Batman and blah blah?" Cuz he knows everything. Yeah. Um so he's in his civvies. Or whatever, and him and Alfred are kind of like, ah, you know, Bruce is jacked up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was an interesting part of it. I was like, what? Like Clark Kent, you know, Superman just trucking around in his, you know, ball cap. Yeah, and it's and it's cool that you know Alfred, you know, just lays it all out for him. Like this is why, you know, he. He's not Batman because you know I don't I don't want to go too into it because it, you know I think this is only like a week old mm. um, and it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty cool explanation like I said I don't want to spoil this one if if you know someone hasn't read it quite yet mm. but it you know it's I don't feel like it's a you know it's a like a a rip off or you know this is some pretty good storytelling as far as you know the explanation. Yeah, and I like that that Alfred's kind of a badass and basically threatened uh, threatened uh, 
Superman with a kryptonite ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that was pretty awesome. I mean, he wasn't, like, being a dick or anything. He was just like, look, I'm calling the shots here. He's like, I have this. Yeah. I'm just saying. Not afraid to use it. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and then also, I mean, the, now that I'm, fl- I'm flipping through this book, I'm like, man, this... This was a meaty issue because then you've got even another scene with, like, we had that initial scene with Gordon and Bruce. Then you mm-hmm. had the, the the couple of scenes with Alfred and Superman, and then later on you you get to see Gordon as Batman doing some Batman stuff, which was pretty awesome. And then um, at the very end, we get to see you know an interaction between Mister Bloom and the Penguin. I mean, this had a lot of this book had a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. And it's it really good. It had freaking sharks in it. Yeah, um, freaking sharks. Batman had to fight freaking sharks. Um, no, like, I, you know what? Oh, did he use the shark repellent? There he is. Yeah, where's the bat shark repellent? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would have been yeah. hilarious if he pulled that out. I think I think that he does that stuff sometimes just to laugh. You know, like Scott Snyder mm-hmm. is just like, ha-ha. But um, Mr. Bloom uh, versus Penguin, sort of. I was like, that was a that was a shock ending for the book too. Yeah, and, uh, to some degree. Um, okay, dude. Again, without saying what happened. Um, yeah. That very last page. Do you do you think that is like an halluc- hallucination that the Penguin is seeing, or do you think that? Ooh, that's a, you know that just occurred to me now. I'm like, maybe that's not really happening. Maybe this is something that. Well, um, in an earlier issue, and I can't remember where this happened in the series, but there was a character that um, he was had the bones that grew. Um, he was a villain, but it was part of a. It was an uncontrollable disease where their bones would just get bigger. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't retract them or anything, and so it would essentially kill a human being at some point because they've gotten too big in general. But I, you know, seeing Mister Bloom in the in the uh, form that he took on at the end made me think of that, and I thought, well, is that part of that? Um, you know, and then I thought, so I I just thought it was a, a legit thing. Um, and maybe it's a progression from that bone guy that we saw before, which I, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name at all. Because this is just something like, once I picked up the book again, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that bone, bone guy. <laughs> bone saws ready. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it, it could be, you know, because now that you say it, you know, um, considering he has a name like Mr. Bloom and, it could be pollen. Yeah, it could be some kind of thing. Some sort of hallucinogen or something yeah, that he stuck the penguin with. Yeah. Yeah, I never even thought of that. But, yeah, it could be a hallucinogen. So, yeah, I guess we'll have to... Mr. Have Bones. To, ...have to wait until next month to find out. But, oh, wait, is that the guy? Nah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, um... But yeah, but Batman still going strong, still oh, really that's good. Awesome. Yeah, if if 
if anyone jumped off thinking that the the Jim Gordon Batman was going to be lame, um, you're stupid. <laughs> you know nothing. And you owe everybody an apology. <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. <sighs> All right. Uh, let's see what we got. Oh, okay. Oh, Sean, Sean's, Sean's uh, grown weary of our conversation. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. All right. No, Sean, if you if if, if you, you gotta go. if you gotta take off, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I I, I gotta mean, split it a little bit earlier. We're not Jared. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> you came out. I have to admit, I was a little, uh, what's the word, uh, not daunted. Uh, Intimidated? That's it. I was like, oh, no, I'm with the big guys now. Not Jared. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get out of here. Crazy. <laughs> anyway. All right. Yeah. Well, go. No, it's good. Go be, go, go, go be, go be a dad. Yeah, do you. Yeah, go be that thing. We understand. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. All right, see you, buddy. See you. Oh, oh. figure how to get out of here. He's like, how do I go out? Of this? What what door opens this? I'm stuck in. The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in here, guys. I'm stuck in the matrix. Yeah. I'll just sit in the corner now. <laughs> I can't hang up. I'll just sit and listen quietly. He's the lawnmower man. <laughs> He's trying to answer that last call. <laughs> All right, guys. Sean Headray. <laughs> Room. Oh, there he goes. We lost. All okay. Right. Good to the last drop. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to have some Sean. <laughs> well, um, do you want to talk? Uh, I, I could throw out an indie book, or we could talk um, like we were going to talk about Secret Wars maybe for a minute. Uh, or, or do you want Dealer's Choice, whatever you want to do. Dealer's Choice. Um, Pshh. I think I, I think whatever we do, I think we'll make that the the, 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 the final book. The final book of the evening. Uh, all right, we'll just we'll talk about Power Up. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Power Up from Cur- Boombox. Throw me a curveball. You're like what? You thought it was going to be Dearborn. <laughs> I could talk about that one too. I don't know. I don't care. Um, well, let's go with Power Up. That's a good power one. Power Up. That's the one I said. Let's stick with it. We'll do maybe Dearborn next time. But, uh, um, Power Up, it, it had an interesting concept to me, which is why I picked it up, but, um, the whole idea that, um, there are four, there's four, um, heroes in weight, you know, that the, the universe has a plan, um, and these characters, you know, there's these four heroes that are destined for greatness to save the world, but apparently this happens in eternity ago. And their calculations were off. So the wrong people got these powers. Um, it missed <laughs> the the intended, you know, right. saviors. So now there's um, four characters who inherit these powers. And it's funny because, you know, like one's a cleaning lady. Uh, one's a goldfish. Yeah. Uh, one's a, like a stay-at-home mom. And... <laughs> I think the other one was like a construction worker. Right? Yeah, he's like a construction worker. So they're very unlikely, um, have no, you know, no, uh, concept of 
destiny, so to speak. Yeah, they're just just ordinary Joes. Yeah. Um, the first issue, though, the, I was a little um, bummed because I, I kind of wanted things to happen a little faster in it. Um, okay, yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing, that I, I feel like they... They could have um, they could have condensed a few things and like yeah, and they spent added a, others. They spent a lot of time with the cleaning lady um, and her getting off to her day and you know and everything and then going in and you know talking to uh, the owner of the house and um, you know it's just it's just one of the things and then they get hit with this cosmic power which is completely unexplained for her and um and the you know so it's her and the fish so at this point like looking at the cover there's four characters that get hit with this power but we've only met two and it's you know it's her and the fish so it's kind of like where's this you know i kind of wanted to see all four you know right out did you get the feeling that that the the first two the stay-at-home mom and the construction worker that they already had yeah, been, by the, been hit with it. Yeah, by the end of the issue, um, they, they they seemed to like be a little bit more aware of what was going on. Yeah, let's see if I can. Yeah, like the stay at home. Like at the end, I think they're watching the news about the lady, and then they're just kind of like, "Hey, wait a minute, that happened to me." So, you know, um, it's kind of like a. A backhanded way to bring in your main characters, I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's you know, so you, and on the very last two pages, you meet the other two characters, which, like I say, I think they could have jumped into that a lot faster. Um, I think this book is what uh, oh six issues, so maybe you know for the pacing and you know the whole read it all together graphic novel style, it may read better. Um, as a first issue, I felt like it could have, uh, you know, they should have, they should have went more, you know, for the meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I felt like they, they spent their, you know, just a little bit too much time doing like showing this girl's like day to day, like the mundane things yeah. and trying to make it like, Oh, she, you know, she's funny, quirky, blah, 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 working at a pet store or whatever. Yeah. And then. Yeah, and her, and her boss is kind of a weirdo, control freak, and um, yeah, they, I, yeah, I feel like, yeah, you're right. The, the it could have been paced a little better, um, but uh, I, I liked it. I and I, it was still, it was still a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I like the it's art. Definitely directed at a younger audience than than us old old fogies. Right. Um, I could see you know a, a young kid really digging this and not really worrying about the. You know, story structure like we are, but um, you know, just reading that, you know, mm-hmm. um, her quibbles in her, you know, space pajamas. Uh, you know, I just noticed she's got a little flaunt. You know, a more the more you know, stars on her butt. Oh right, it's kind of funny, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, huh. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? gonna you gonna keep going there. with it, or you think you, to see how it winds up? Or are you? Uh, well, okay, you know what? Like, I, I, I take, I'll take it back a little bit. The, the, the other two characters, she actually does bump into them in, during her day, so maybe that's part of it. 
Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, uh, no, I'm probably not going to keep going with it. Um, I, I was interested in, I like the concept, you know, that I read about online. And, um, but I think, I don't know, it's a boom book. Um, I might. I might read it someday, but I'm not going to try to buy the next issue. Like, I'm not going to chase it down. Yeah. So, but it, I think it's a neat idea. I could actually see it becoming some kind of, uh, you know, movie or something like that, too. It seems yeah. like a neat idea that would work. Or like, on the big screen. If they, or if they turned it into like a, an animated series or something. Yeah, yeah. That would be very, it seems very appropriate for, you know. Yeah. I think that's part of it. I was like, eh, it's it's interesting. There's an interesting idea here for sure. So, um, but you know, maybe not my cup of tea, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> but not your cup of Dr Pepper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, you know, you know, it's swindlers and you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, scoundrels, <laughs> scoundrels, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Alright. Okay. Well, are we gonna put a cap in it there? Or? Yeah. Yeah, we're we gonna put a cap in its ass. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, um, that's about it as far as reviews go. Um, I don't think we have any news per se. I think, like I said, our, our big news was at the beginning of the episode with, uh, the Wizard World announcement. Yeah. Uh, and we'll definitely, keep you updated on that like i said because we don't you know once we have a you know a you know know which day it's going to be in the time you know and um i know at some point we're you know that information will be on wizard's website um i know they don't put the programming information up until somewhat like you know a little closer to the show yeah so i think that's for them that's partly uh the nature of their business because they run 30 shows a year yeah so they're probably exactly. like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. They focus all their energy right at the end, and they're like, "This is what you know we're putting it in." So. Right. Exactly, and you know, and like I said, they probably have to um, contend with last-minute cancellations or programming additions or whatever. So I'm sure they don't, you know, they don't like to put all their eggs in one basket right yeah. at the right from the beginning, you know. Um. But, uh, no, it's, you know, that's, that's cool. Totally understandable. And, uh, as soon as we have more information, we'll, you know, we'll update that either, you know, probably on the show and, you know, on our Facebook and Twitter pages, uh, we'll make sure to do that. So, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, if, I don't know when this is going up. I mean, probably... Uh, uh, this this weekend I'll be in Morgantown, West Virginia at oh, the West, West yeah. Virginia PopCon. WB PopCon, that's right. Yeah. So if you're in Morgantown or nearby, you should stop by the show. I think it's ten dollars to get in. I I have got to get to that show. I feel like every time like we're going away this weekend, like we're you know, uh, like we're we're gonna be in Erie for the weekend. Oh, there it is. All right. So yeah. Uh, Bring it tight. Yeah. So, and if anybody wants to stop by and rob us, that's cool. Um, <laughs> we won't be here. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, but no, it's like the, the the weekend that we planned to go away was the same weekend as WV Popcorn. I've oh, never man. been to this show. Ah, oh, 
You know what? It, it's like Little Pittsburgh down there because so many of the pit, local Pittsburgh artists go to that show, and you know it's a good time. And like you know, Morgantown's pretty welcoming. You know, to us big city people, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, no, it's a fun time, and even and you know, it's only an hour and fifteen minutes from Pittsburgh. So yeah. If people are inclined, they could they could easily cruise down for the day and check it out. So, um, it's it's fun. Like I say, it's a fun little show. They don't, you know, it's not gonna blow you away, but I think you'll find something there that to be entertaining. So, mm-hmm. cool. Well. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope everyone that goes, uh, including you, Duke, has a has a great time down there. Like I said, like sounds like yeah, everything I, I hear about the show sounds amazing. So I, I got to get down there. Yeah, um, I'll take pictures. Yeah, do that and, and uh, bring you know, and uh, hopefully next week we'll get to talk and you, you can give us a report on it. Sweet. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So. What are you doing? Are you eating raisinets or something out of a box? I, oh, sorry. no, I, yeah, I was going to say we're signing off and I'm going to dig into my junior mints here. So, you know, I've been quietly eating them. You think you're at the movies? Yeah. <laughs> Popping my mints. I got, you know, we got Sean's fan that. on one side. We got your junior mints on I'm the like, other. I'm like, what, what did, I, what did what? Sean say to Dan? What did he say? <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm in the back talking. <laughs> I don't understand this. I can't, I can't work like this. <laughs> people. All right. All right. So on that note, we'll sign off. Uh, this has been Comic Book Pit, episode 213. I'm Dan. And I'm the dude. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>